I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this, this is That Other F Word. We're recording. You like that because we were doing our things. You were trying to get... I have so little forethought today. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we're all like not our best selves today. Well, it's it's a Sunday. That's a weird day for us. And at some point during this episode, I am going to have to go poop. But it's okay. I have my AirPods in so I can continue the conversation. Good. Can you? Go oh, ahead? thank goodness. And can we mute you, though? Because if we hear anything while recording. What would you hear? Um, <laughs> Listen, I'm glad that we're already recording because I think it, it goes to serve that we put this on the record that I'm not a loud pooper. Nor am I a long pooper. I'm a, I'm a quick pooper. I'm so glad and quiet. That's how I do it. That's how I make the duty. Everybody's pleased now to hear that. So quick and Um, quiet. That's my middle name. Quick and quiet. Good God. So, uh, (laughs) speaking of other horrors, what are we here for today, Ren? Well, actually, I think we should start off today with our list. So a lot of people have like a list of like their top five celebrities who they would get like a free pass with even if they're in a relationship, right? Yeah, sure. There's like a famous Friends episode about it. I know. Ross even like gets his list laminated and then he runs into someone that was like gonna be on the list, but she wasn't. And then she's like, oh, I'm not on your list. Isabella Rossellini. Anyway. I don't watch Friends, so I, I'm not great with that whole. Well, well you know, Friends is all- There goes the episode. Anyway, so. I guess we're uh, done with this podcast forever. I can't, <laughs> I can't continue knowing that information I to be fair that. though katrina we did talk about this ahead of time so i'm assuming you have your top five list i don't i only have i feel like i only have three i'm sure i could throw a couple in if i found them but you and Shane, Shane, like can't come up with vibe he's like such a picky oh, no, I, I just come up with literally five. ruin the whole episode no, the like twice is, twice in a row you ruin the same episode how is I that like even to, possible katrina i like to ruin everything that's my job okay mm. um the three, the thing is, like, if I see them, I'm like, oh, that's my boyfriend. And I've got a, a pretty wide variety of boyfriends. Um, but Shamar Moore, of course, I've said that a million times. Everybody knows that. Joe Manganiello and Robert Downey Jr. are the first three that I'm like, 100%, right? And then mm-hmm. I think, and I'm like, well, Woody Harrelson, duh. Um, who was my other, like, random, unconventional... We just talked it. We were talking about it the other day. I can't think of it. Well, he was an old guy. Yeah. Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock. Um, I'm out. Hard pass. Like Ted Nugent. Hard pass. Also. Carlos um, Santana. God help me. You're you're getting better. You're getting better. I I know. But it's a pretty. It's pretty bad. Um. I can't. Who else am I thinking of? There's a co- there's a bunch. It's like the fifth one could be anybody, just depending on my mood that day. Right? <laughs> it could be anyone, depending on your mood. Was it Idris? I could. I would take Idris Elba. That's for- oh, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender too. They're also on my list. Yeah, I mean. Well, this just this isn't a list anymore. This is just us spouting random names at this point. But oh, I've got an official list. Strike three, that lives Katrina. Strike three okay. for ruining the episode. She's got her list. Go, Rin. Okay. Who's your list. 
Tom Hiddleston, Michael Fassbender, Maharasha Ali, Adam Driver, and John Frusciante, who is the guitarist for the Red Hot Chili Peppers and who I've been in love with since high school. Back when everybody had like Mrs. Depp and Mrs. Kutcher apparel that was so popular for a little while and Mrs. Timberlake, I had this like old yellow t-shirt that I wrote Mrs. Frusciante on and I would wear it around. I have a lot of- I bet you were real popular. (laughs) The most popular. All the friends. There's so many, I have so many- How many times a week did all of your fellow classmates carry you down the hall hoisted above their heads in a chair as they scream for she's a jolly good fell like that must have happened multiple times a week two or three okay oh my god that i don't i have i have so many thoughts in my head about that list. that is incredible that's a that's a list there there's that's, a lot of really really pale guys with big noses it's true. Like Adam Driver, Adam Driver, <laughs> who I love, and like I love this. I love the random movie Logan Lucky, and and then I, I constantly quote him in it just because his accent in that kills me. And he's and he always <clears> says <throat> he says cauliflower, real, real, really funny because they're supposed to be from West Virginia, and I can't, I can't. So, Mitch, you want to get throw your list out there? You have yours too. Sure, Mariah Carey. We Duh. know. Duh. Uh, Marina Baccarin, I think is how you pronounce that. Lorena Baccarin, but okay. Yeah. Yes, thank you. So I, I mean, right. I don't know. It's not like I'm having a lot of conversations with or about her. It's just simply lust. Uh, Gabrielle Union, Jennifer Aniston, and Lizzo. Very solid, list. very excellent list. Now I will say I was intrigued when Reba McIntyre was like, an alternate thrown out there yeah reba is a fine fine woman reba that was the one when we were doing this the other night i was like i'm out on the reba (laughs) i think she's gorgeous the thing is you had a great solid run timeless just timeless hasn't aged a day um a lot of plastic surgery i really really like the karen cut too I think it is a lot her hair to be honest with you i'm not a big fan of any haircut she's like ever had i think so yeah <clears throat> that's a hard pass the so, rest are good well it's not your list katrina it's true it's true it's true <laughs> you're, it's you're pushing that, number four i need to like the women that you date remember this is important so if you're gonna date them we just have concerns that you're gonna date someone and they're gonna come in and be like enough of these broads you know what I mean? Yeah, someone who like is okay with these few broads. So anyway, uh, all right. I'll be honest. The suggestion wouldn't have to. It, it wouldn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like, thanks for the excuse. I mean, I could probably be having a conversation with somebody and be like, so what do you enjoy about that podcast? Well, you know what? Since you put it that way, I guess I'm done. Whatever. <laughs> And then he walks away. Okay, so Ren, why are we doing this? So, why are we talking about this? Aside from just fun and games, um, there have been, it's kind of like a little bit of a new wave of the Me Too movement lately. Um, <laughs> nothing, nothing new in like 
I mean, it's the same old stuff, right? But it's some new people being called out. And for a couple of them, like there's some like weird BDSM elements to it. Um, And so we're going to talk about like three current cases and we're going to talk about, you know, what role notoriety or celebrity plays in these. And then also, you know, how this internet call out culture of predators, like really works. Is it for good? Is it bad? Is it probably a mixed bag like everything else that the internet is involved in? Right. Well, rewind a little bit, by the way, if you're into BDSM, we don't, we're no judgment and good for you. Like that's fine. It just needs to be between two consenting adults. So like when you said some weird BDSM, BDSM in and of itself is not weird. It's fine as as long as they're both partners. Well, I and um, and also uh, safe. Right. Yeah. Even if you're two consenting adults, it should still be safe. Right. I think that people kind of you people use BDSM as a cover, and people who like responsibly practice it are very again i think a lot of people have like a misconception about what bdsm actually is because they've like you know watched watched two shades of gray and (laughs) um we are very sex positive on this podcast and but like i think that if you talk to people especially sex workers who practice bdsm um they probably dislike it more than anybody else when people take advantage of that term to abuse people well, it's like, you know, doctors and lawyers don't really appreciate you trying to practice law or medicine. Same idea, right? Okay, so we, I just wanted to throw that out there that um, when we're talking about this stuff, we perfectly fine with like, you know, as long as like Mitch said, it's safe and, it, and it's it's um, consensual. Um, whatever you do is, is cool. Okay. Remember, what does BDSM actually stand for? Bondage, Bondage and sadomasochism. Okay. Bondage, domination, sadomasochism. That's it. Um, but yeah, thanks for saying that, Katrina. Because yeah, I don't want us to come across as we're not a sex positive group of people. <laughs> Big fans. Big fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's talk about the first one, uh, which is Army Hammer, which is <clears throat> a silly name. Um, and his full name is actually Armand Hammer or which is actually say, worse. Yes, it's worse. Our man hammer. <laughs> um, he for for those of you who aren't familiar, he is an actor. He was in the Social Network. He was in Call Me by Your Name. He's been in. Uh, he was in the Lone Ranger. Um, so he's been in stuff, but he's also kind of one of those actors that you see and you're like, oh, what's that guy's name? I like. Yeah, I know he's been in. He's in that thing with the other guy. You know. He's I don't actually character. think I've ever seen anything he's in. There's not been a moment where you saw him and did not need to pull up his IMDb. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely, Mitch, that you na- hit nail in the head. Okay. Or that you started to and you were like, eh, I don't care. <laughs> right, right, right. He's the most generic, uh, famous person, I think, probably out there. I mean, like, he is so generic. Okay. So, anyway. He's also a person of great privilege. In addition to being a tall, blonde, handsome white man, uh, comes from a lot of money. Uh, his his family, like I think, generations back, was an oil tycoon, and so there's a lot of that going on. And rah, rah, rah. Um, 
and he is also currently going through a divorce and like there's like a custody battle happening so all of this is really adding some spice to that i'm sure um so basically what happened with him is you know as we've seen with other celebrities people started coming forward with lots of unverified messages like texts and uh, messages through social media and what they were talking about is his uh cannibalism fetish um so what he was he was saying really weird things to these women such as like well admitting he was a cannibal also like i said unverified so he says they're not true um but some of his ex-girlfriends came out and said no this this tracks and um talked about specific abuse that they had been through with him including him talking about wanting to pay a surgeon to remove a girl's rib so he could eat it in front of her you know just cool stuff like that um carving his initial into a girl kind of in her pelvic region and then licking the blood off um so when we talk about like bdsm being used in a weird way this is what we're talking about (laughs) because i think a lot of this was under the pretext of his kink and so he has also come out and talk about about he's also into something that i had never i'd never heard of it talked about this way um it's called cnc play which is consensual not I think a lot of people would think of it as like rape play or rape fantasy. Obviously, we're going to be using a disclaimer on this episode. <laughs> um, I just want to point out that we have not not used a disclaimer uh, in a year. Right. I'm not sure why we use disclaimers anymore. I think we should just go ahead and label it explicit. <laughs> For fuck's I, sake. <laughs> I have been. Um, it's for the people who don't pay attention to that little check. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mitch gave um, up editing a long time ago. <laughs> we, came, we gave up watching our mouths a long time ago, too. Yeah. Um, so what consensual non-consent means is, like, we're going to do this, and then you can't stop me at any point. Which, by the way, is And he apparently, allegedly, is against the use of safe words, which is a big no-no in the BDSM community. Right. Right? Like, there has to be, like, I know this from listening to the Savage Love cast, which is a podcast I highly recommend, but in a healthy BDSM relationship, there's lots of talk beforehand about what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and what the other person needs to feel safe in the scenario you do it, you follow everything. And then afterwards, there's also like conversations about what happened. And I felt weird during this. I didn't want to do this again. Like, um, and then like care for the person. Right. So it doesn't sound like there was much of that happening. If indeed. Yeah. Normally it's from a caring consensual pair of grown-ups who just enjoy a little bit of difference. And, you know, there's that escape hatch, like you said, I mean, that's, that's nuts not to, and you know. So I will say his response, because he has lost movies, um, uh, like roles and stuff from this. He says, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Um, so yeah, he was going to be shooting a movie with J-Lo and that's not happening now. 
Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah. Okay. So, oh, he's also dropped from his talent agency. Um, there's also like his exes talk about like being kind of groomed for this, which is something that happens a lot in abuse. It's like, I think a lot of people would listen to this and be like, well, if somebody said he wanted to cut me and eat me, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, bye. Um, but a lot of times abuse, you know, what you have to understand about abusive relationships is it's not abusive right out of the gate. Like they, they get people invested first. Um, right. so yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's groovy. I do also want to say, we've talked about this before, but, um, when it comes to these first two cases in particular, um, we are not, and I'll, uh, I'm speaking for me and Katrina here, I think probably Mitch is on the same page, but we're not a believe all women group of feminists. We're a take all cases series. <clears throat> I think believe all women doesn't work for a lot of reasons. Um, first of all, there are a very rare amount of cases where people lie, right? Rape doesn't only happen to women. Um, it happens to people of, it happens to all people. <laughs> uh, the vast majority of cases are, are female, but I think believe all women is, it's a little bit exclusionary. And I think like, let's just, you know, well, it can, more, it's not inclusive. Sure. Well, and then, you know, all of this, we, we kind of, I guess we'll talk, I mean, do you want to talk about now kind of the kind of problem with just all this? So he's getting dropped from his agencies and movies and all of this stuff. Um, and, and when we post these things and we do this online with all of this, you know, we, we get a little bit of where the judge, jury and executioner, and, you know, there's a judicial system in this country. And, and we do, we have decided we're not doing that anymore. And now sometimes because of these crimes, they're, they're called victimless and then they're never prosecuted. So women end up turning to like social media or whatever and blasting these guys. Um, and then there's all these repercussions because there's no legal way to get to them. Um, and then, so anybody thinking also by the way, most of these people have like a morality clause in what they do. So they can be dropped even on the presumption of immorality or, a, you know, like something that looks like a problem. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about blasting these guys and. Well, so it's difficult. You know, I, I like to talk to Shane about this stuff because he's certainly not like your typical progressive feminist person. I mean, he is all about equality and stuff, but he, Shane isn't somebody who just says what he's saying because he's heard somebody else say it. Right. Um, and so when you're talking about, you know, screen grabs of texts and social media conversations, A, they're unverified. Mm -hmm. um, right. They've been coming out mostly through a private Instagram account called House of Effie um so i mean i tend to lean on the side of believing victims right like sure. at least taking it seriously um and usually where there's smoke there's fire so but you know shane made the point of <laughs> you know what if somebody took our text conversations and put them on the internet you know things could be taken way out of context well and, and where's the like line what? well where's yeah really well I, you know what the two of you examples, have, Ren. 
Well, just on this podcast, the two of you have, I believe, talked about dancing for each other for money. So. <laughs> Did we? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I have no we, problem with that. Katrina we, talked about how she would through? dance for anybody for money. And you were like, oh, I bet if I offered you a dollar right now, you would dance for me. Like, and I think, <laughs> yeah, this happened. It was at your house. I have a very clear memory of it. Um, There's no record of that. But the truth is you can make up anything you want, right? Well, that's, so where is the line also between, uh, there's there's just a slippery slope here, right? And so, I, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't love the whole blast blasting them out, but like, but then we don't know. And then there's no other repercussion. And then, <coughs> Well, I don't think, I don't think blasting it out like this. I mean, you're, you're in the legal field, so you know better than me, but it doesn't necessarily stop legal proceedings. I mean, Harvey wants Cosby, you know, I mean, but I think that one thing that a lot of people fail to understand is women have this kind of instinctual, and this is all of these cases that we're going to talk about today. Women have kind of an instinctual thing that like compels us to warn other women about predatory men and so I mean I know that like you know when I had a friend who got hired on in my office at my previous in my previous position you know I found a time and place to say hey like here's a few guys that you might want to just like be on guard around you know like it can get a little weird (laughs) Um, and I think that a lot of women couldn't relate to that right? Like it's just something we do. Um, and I think we almost do it without even realizing it. Uh, That's exactly it. And then what's the point, where's that line between warning and then also like ruining someone's character or, and, and then, yeah. Like, well, I think the thing that's different is the internet is a new tool for women to do this. Right. And so, that's, you know, the internet is a new tool for bullying. The internet is a new tool for all kinds of things. Right. Um, you know, from warning women about predators to ride sharing. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because it isn't a system where there's like due process, right? And so right. people's lives are ruined, um, but... I don't know. It's just really tricky. It is really tricky. And so, and it's not, it's not a good place because I feel like, I hope that these women have done this because they felt like there was no other choice. Well, certainly. And so I guess we can start talking about Marilyn Manson, because I think this is a really good example of what we're talking about. Um, Because of course, I feel like if I like met Army Hammer and he started hitting on me, um, that's the problem with celebrity, right? Is it kind of gives these people an advantage yes or good looking people or people in a ton of ways somebody in any any position of power it gives them an advantage but of course they're being also chased by women and and like right like Mm -hmm. um and so there's kind of like a weird exchange happening there um but i think especially when people are celebrities we feel like we know them um tall blonde white guys who are attractive also like I think in our society, we have this weird impulse to just decide that they're good. Sure. Um, and so like, 
you're not going to expect to end up in a bad scenario. Right. Um, yeah. And so I understand these women being compelled to share that. So, but <laughs> the reverse scenario of that is perhaps Marilyn Manson, um, who is such an interesting case to me. Um, so the primary accuser here is Evan Rachel Wood, who is an actress. Also, it's, his name is really Brian Warner, which is like just a very generic white boy name. Yes, <laughs> such a boring name. <laughs> um, so Evan Rachel Wood, they they dated back in the early 2000s when she was 18 and he was 36. Um, I don't think that just because someone is in a, a relationship where the ages are very different, that's naturally going to be a bad situation. But I think that it it can be a sign that something is going on that shouldn't be. I think at that juncture, it's bad. Like later down through the years, as both people hit maturity and have lived a little bit, and that's fine. Yeah. But as a thirty-six-year-old, and I, I mean this, like, 18, if yeah. if I'm if somebody's listening and you're thirty-six and you're dating an eighteen-year-old, it's wrong. You should not be doing that. There's literally nothing you can relate to that person with. It, it does like, seem th- very like you you have. Yeah, it is. And it's very manipulative because at that point, this 18-year-old who has not experienced life outside of high school or very little of it is now in a uh, committed sexual relationship with somebody who has lived and has learned and has gone through all this. And so that worldview gets transposed onto this. And, and it's just, it's it's very easy. Yeah, your brain's not fully it's developed. A, you can't even drink legally. You can't rent a car. Like these are things that <laughs> there's kind of reasons why we we postpone them. And so, yeah, even if it's a female that's the 36 year old and a male that's the 18 year old, it's really it immediately creates a level of dependency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree at all. I th- I think you're absolutely right. And I think that if they were if the difference was between a 25 year old and a 40 year old or whatever, I you know it is a at least you're a little bit, you, your brain is developed. You've, you have. Well, and the individuals in the relationship matter a lot too. There are 25 year olds that are as immature as 15 year olds and 25 year olds that are as, mature as 35 year olds. Right. That's right. So, like there's a lot of things to take into account. What I'm saying is like, you know, this isn't like a blanket. Well, it's yeah. It's like you're 10 years younger than me and Mitch, but somehow much more mature than both of us combined. So <laughs> it's fine. We get it. <laughs> So Evan Rachel Wood, probably a lot of people, she's an actress that's pretty well known. She's in Westworld is what she's most recently known for. So um, she came forward about her abuse back in 2018 when she was testifying. She did not name him at the time, but people were able to kind of put it together and she just hadn't really verified it until recently who she was talking about. Which is kind of like, you know, I actually appreciate that because what we were talking about kind of just blindly blasting people um she did act you know she didn't just come out and say it was kind of a a more purposeful i think build up to it instead of just oh by the way this guy did these things to me um well i think she didn't name him for so long because she was living in fear (laughs) well there's also the element that when you say people started to put it together they started to put it together because he wasn't quiet about it no. He was very open, open about it. 
like you the emotional sledgehammer emotional abuse uh huh you talked about wanting to like bash her skull in in an interview mm-hmm. well let me let me and, kind and of- he talked about the emotional abuse of when she wanted to leave and he said he would kill himself or or something along those lines uh like well, in interviews well he so and then i'll so a lot of these people say you know for years he said these things no one believed him well let me you know everybody's like oh it's but he does have a very distinct persona you know, um persona that's right, right. it came off as part of his gimmick He's Brian Warner, right, here. And then in public, he's Marilyn Manson. So, you know, he's the guy, he's like Ozzy Osbourne biting heads of chickens off and stuff. Like, you know, he he was kind of this kind of dark, I mean, he named himself after Charles Manson. Like, he he did that whole thing. And so I, I can see how, if I'm interviewing this guy and he's saying this stuff, I'd be like, this guy's a, he's a nerdy fucking guy who is just saying shit to make himself sound and be more his persona be, you know what I mean? Like, I can see me not believing that he really does this just because I would meet this guy be like, you and your fucking contact lenses. Okay. Bro. Like, <laughs> you, you, we all know this guy. Okay. Think about the guy, you know, that's your Marilyn Manson. And you're like, all right. Okay. You know, he's, we dismiss him uh, as a gimmick. Yeah, we just now find out that it's not after all these years. This guy's been around and doing this for most of our lifetimes, right? Well, and I'll say I was a little surprised because for two reasons. So he's, I've never been into that kind of music. And of course, like younger Ren was like, oh, scary. Um, (laughs) um, But he, I, I remember watching him being interviewed for Bowling, Bowling for Columbine, talking about how he was being blamed for the Columbine shootings, and what he said made a lot of sense to me. He was talking about how like why art shouldn't be blamed for people's actions like that, right? I also remember Rose McGowan coming out and talking about how he helped her after what she went through with Harvey Weinstein. So we don't think about people. We don't think of people as being that multifaceted, right? Like somebody who helps someone through sexual assault isn't then going to turn around and sexually assault people. But that's like (laughs) unless uh, unless you view him and offering that help to Rose McGowan as a form of manipulation, yeah, or or as a known he he saw a, a vulnerable Rose McGowan and did what he needed to do in that moment to get what he wanted out of it well i also do believe different people in their relationships look we don't have that's just like us you know we're the same person right but each of our relationships look different right and and it is because some people are, are good for you and some people are not good for you and then some people will allow for abuse and some people will not i mean he probably you know rose mcgowan may have been a more assertive she's a lot older you know, she wasn't going to allow him to do those things to her, but he didn't. And he knew that predators know their prey. Trust me. I, you, we can, we've seen, I've seen them. It's, it's why, you know, I've not been preyed upon, like in the workplace, even when I was very young, I started my first firm and I'm 19 years old. I don't get preyed on like some of the girls that I see later. And it's because everybody knew I'd pull their balls off even from a young age, you know what I mean? So like the same person who's abusive and has abused a ton of people doesn't abuse everyone. And so 
It also has nothing to do with how you look or anything like that. It's, no, it's no, about, no. it like, does not, it, it has to do with a lot of things. And so where I'm Mitch, I don't disagree with you that he did see that as like an in, I also look at it like he knows what it's like to be an abuser. So he can absolutely support you in your, you know, what ha- has happened to you because he knows exactly what he's done to other women. And it's yeah. not just Evan Rachel Wood. There's, I mean, I feel like there's at this point, like a dozen women have come out talking about this. Uh, Jenna Jameson, who was, uh, or I don't know, is or was, uh, maybe Mitch can fill us in, uh, an adult film star. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I haven't, I know nothing of her career. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, she said that they were dating and he, he said something crazy to her about like, She's former, she's a former porn actress now. So it was something about wanting to burn her alive or something. And she was like, I'm out. (laughs) Um, So anyway, but I I, I did want to say- A grown ass woman. I mean, a woman much closer in age to him. I mean, look, it's really easy to say you wouldn't allow certain things, but if it's somebody that has one groomed you or one you trust, you know, you trusted, who knows? Right. Well, you can't be like, oh, see, she got it. Like, that's ridiculous. It's like, or say, I wouldn't allow that. Why would she? That's not how that works. Not how that works. No, it's, and that's, that's the part of like, you put yourself into that situation. These people try to put themselves in that situation, but they can't because they don't know the psychological hold that has already been established through the grooming. Like, that's what the grooming is. And people keep saying that, like, everybody knows what it is, but, grooming is the process of hooking the mind like through emotional yeah it's not a quick process it's it's figuring out the vulnerabilities and how to put your finger on them and push them yep well here's specifically what it looked like for her you know i don't think she even saw him romantically at first he was just this older maybe it was like a mentor or friend kind of thing he saw what he wanted and he kind of, they started a romantic relationship. Um, he hid his uh, drug and alcohol problem from her for a long time. You know, eventually they're engaged and they're living there. He gifts her a cell phone that he then is able to like track and like uh, hack into her social media and her email. And so, you know, she would have people show up to try to like help her and she would tell them to leave. He would talk in front of her about knowing gang members and people and he could have people killed. Um, And so she's, you know, afraid for her family. Um, He would, this is the BDSM abuse thing again. Um, He would bind her up and tie her up and verbally abuse her and physically abuse her. and she would, she talks about raping up, raping up, waking up um, to him raping her, what he thought was unconscious body. So this is hell that she's living in basically. I don't know how she got out. Um, I'm so glad that she did. Um, but there are lots of other women who have come forward um, talking about like what they have suffered. Well, this is the kind of stuff we talk about when people are like, why don't you just leave him? And so, I mean, she had resources, she had money by the time this is happening. And because you, because you can't for a lot of reasons. And then now you bring in, you know, you might not have those money and resources. And now you have a bunch of children with this guy. Right. So 
you know, this is, I would just encourage people not to say stuff like that because, you know, don't make assumptions. No. And it, it's extremely not productive and hurtful. Um, I feel like this isn't a situation you understand and uh, fully understand until you've been in it. And survive. No, there's no way. It's impossible. It is. It's like anything though. Once when you're in something, it's so hard to like look from the inside, outside in. Um, Cause when you're in, it's, it's, it's so encompassing that you know, until you jump out of it and like, look back, go, oh my God, you know, and we've all done it. We've all been in relationships. We're like, why did I do this? Why did I allow this? What, what the hell was I thinking? This isn't the person I am. I would never, but it, it's because it's a gradual, like Mitch, like you said, it's such a gradual progression to it. Anyone can be in an abusive relationship. Absolutely. Some of the strongest, most badass people I know have been in abusive relationships. Yep. Um, so can we talk about the the newest, like, it's kind of the newest one. I guess this one and, and all of them have been happened like all at the same time, but this is one well, that's me, not- There's oh. a little bit more with him. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I did want to say he uh, commented on Instagram and said, obviously my art and life have long been magnets for controversy. But these recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. My intimate relationships have always been entirely conceptual with like-minded partners, regardless of how and why others are now choosing to misrepresent the past that is the truth. Um, uh, <laughs> interestingly, um, so he has also been dropped from his label, et cetera. Uh, California State Senator Susan Rubio is calling for the FBI and the DOJ to launch an investi investigation to the allegations, which I think is interesting. Um, Rose McGowan actually came out and supported uh, Evan Rachel Wood and said, you know, this was not my experience with him, but that doesn't have anything to do with her experience. Um, another notable ex is Dita Von Teese, um, who is kind of like a burlesque celebrity. <laughs> um, she came out and her response was a little more controversial. Um, she basically said it wasn't her experience, but that she hoped that women could do whatever they needed to do to become fully realized. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, people didn't love that uh, <laughs> as though these being a victim means you're not fully realized as a person. But I think, I think sometimes people just don't know the right thing to say in these situations. Yeah, and there's nothing right to say here. I think what Rose McGowan said was probably this is close to it. I, I think that I think it's weird that Dita Vontese had to come out. Like there was the expectation that she had to say something at all. Um, she'd been married to him. So they, they assume that she should have something to say. And, you know. She shouldn't yeah. have to say anything. Nobody should have, like, yeah. It's worth noting. I think he believes his response. It's funny, Mitch, you were saying that when you were like, kind of like, I was thinking the same. I was thinking the same thing. I think he actually, I think some of them actually believe that they were not, and they, they don't realize that they, I think he did probably, I think he groomed Evan Rachel Wood. I think, I don't know that he necessarily did it with full consciousness of it. Right, intention. I, I don't think, and, and I think it, it's that, that concept of, if you're crazy, you don't know you're crazy. If you're stupid, you don't know you're stupid. If you're an abuser, you probably don't know that you're an abuser because it's just the your nature and you're right. going along with it to where 
as he's grooming her, I don't think he realizes what he's doing specifically. He just knows he, he wants, wants this and mm-hmm. this is how he can get it. Yeah. So like sociopaths, I don't think that they go into situations like, how can I fuck this up? How can I abuse this person? You know, like if he is raping her unconscious body, it's possibly because he thinks of her as something that belongs to him. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with it because they're in a relationship. You know, I'm I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying like, I think there's a disconnect there in the mind of abusers where like, even after you call them out, they're just like, no, what are you talking about? Like we, everything was fine. Everything was cool. Like what was, what do you mean? Well, we talked, we talked about that in our rape episode in the, you know, consensual type stuff, just because you're married does not mean you just have carte blanche to my body and what I, you know, but, but not everybody like, not everybody realizes that both people in the relationship not everybody realizes just because i'm married does not mean i have to give it to you or you get to take it and and but but that is a very very common well and certainly in a a married relationship like you and donnie aren't talking about consent the way you did the first time you all did anything right like talk about consent the first time we did anything right well and probably most like you know most people don't right like you know people pick up on signs and like if someone said would it be okay if I did this to you now would it be okay if I did this to you like yeah we're not yeah but I mean I think when you've been married for a long time like but that's and that is and and there is there's a language that after you know Donnie and I've been together for 15 years I mean he and I both are very aware if we've cross some line yeah it's there's no secret there's no if if he were to do he he could immediately go are you you know he would say to me are you okay was uh, did i hurt you i mean with anything and let's just make a blink unless someone has specifically asked you to start having sex with them when they were asleep um don't do that (laughs) right (laughs) yeah again i wasn't I'm not justifying him no, in any way. I'm, I'm saying like, there's a psychological disconnect there, there that, uh, yeah. And, and that's what makes it so difficult to, to pin down or to prevent is that it, by this point, he had become her source of truth. Yeah. You know, after the grooming, she's so young this is the source of truth. This is the wisest, oldest man that I know and also my lover. And he's taught me so many things. So why wouldn't this be true? Well, and and that's right. And but, just because somebody but, lets it once doesn't mean it's okay every time. And, and this has to, you know, that's all those things. It's like, oh, well, just because we played the rape fantasy right now with a safe word and all this stuff does not mean we play this rape fantasy every time. Or, you know, there's, there's a lot and because she was so young and groomed yes i mean i don't i i completely i mean i completely agree yeah i did also want to add that two um guys have come out and kind of not corroborated these like specific events but um said yeah no he's a terrible person (laughs) um trent reznor who's the lead singer of nine inch nails and west borland who's the guitarist or was a guitarist for um limp biscuit 
yeah. rough times. Um, yeah. So the last one is a kind of a different case because this is someone who I don't think any sexual assault or anything has been alleged. Um, but, and he's not a major celebrity, but he's a person of power in his town. Um, so we're talking about Jason Collier. Um, he's a married Texas police chief. He was arrested uh, for allegedly, I'm quoting here, faking an annulment document to trick his mistress into believing they would soon be wed. When she tried to verify the document, she went viral and discovered he was dating yet another woman who was not his wife. After a series of twists fit for a soap opera, former Stinnette chief of police, Jason Collier, a 41-year-old ordained minister, because of course, uh, <laughs> married with four children, is charged with tampering with a government document with the intent to defraud a felony. Um, I mean, we obviously, he's a sheriff and an ordained minister. So, right, we're like, this guy has two positions of power. One's supposed to be, you know, this religious, you know, almighty kind of thing. So, of course, he's going to be judged more harshly. Let's just be honest. Um, the city and, government, and quite frankly, should. Just because, he, you know, if he was a, a, just some schmo working, you know, regular marketing job it might not be quite as offensive but right this guy has take he has two jobs that really you're supposed to be upholding like a lot and well and he was like going and visiting his mistresses on like um work time like on the clock um not not a great dude um but the reason we're talking about it is because it this she basically posted stuff on facebook once again trying to warn other women about him and it blew up like it was all over facebook uh, our buddy doobie texted us about it and like had gone down like a rabbit hole <laughs> and people are like calling on netflix and lifetime to make specials about this guy um well I'll say this one so this one for me is the most upsetting for the viral posting and the reason why is as despicable as this guy is um he's not a lovely oh this is fun we don't think of this is the this is the one that highlights why it's a problem here what happened well you? so his he's got oh, a fancy no. this year that, that, what is happening is my, is my internet weird still i think it caught back up Sorry. That was really weird. What was it doing? You were kind of like nothing. Low, nothing. <laughs> and then like, yeah. <laughs> it was robotic. Okay. So this one, because it affects like a family and yeah. a lot of women who had absolutely no choice, who did not want to ever be celebrities, who never wanted to be seen by the public. You know, all the women who were affected by Marilyn Manson are famous. Okay. They chose a all famous the women? top one not all uh, Marilyn Manson, not all of the women, but most of the women Marilyn Manson, like this has come up about are famous people. Okay. Jason Collier, the five women he's involved in and his children are just people. Right. And now the, you know, we're hearing all these things about repercussions through all this viral stuff. Yeah. That are not about him. They're about his children and his ladies. Yeah. I agree with that. And I don't, I don't like it. And that's, and so as much as we're trying to protect other women, we didn't care, you know, we're, per we, I say we as a general, all these women doing these viral posts were only concerned about themselves and the women he was going to affect, but didn't ever care one time about the children 
who have absolutely no choice whatsoever being affected by this. Yeah. And yeah. so this is, this is a prime example of why this can become, and, and is not always the best idea, but it can be, become a problem. And it is interesting because it seems like he went after like slightly older women. And I don't mean like older, like, I mean, like in their thirties probably or forties. Yeah. At least he was um, grooming um, 18 year olds. And he would like have like all these elaborate lies. He'd like go visit one in Oklahoma and like he was there for that he was there for work. I don't know. It's, it's a lot. I, think it's a, I do think so much work. It's a, it's a lot of work. I, I have one husband and three work husbands and I'd love to get a four-way divorce 99% of the time. <laughs> it's too much. I don't know who wants this, um, this life insane. lots of, mm-mm. well, you it's have to, I think the thing that's probably, you have to be getting off on lying to all these women. I think it's a mental I think there is a mental problem, you know, situation here too, though. Yeah. It's not just an ego thing. I do think that you have to have some kind of significant mental illness for this to be like pathological liar and like all the, you know, making up different lives. Like there it's, there's a lot going on there. And then again, little, little people are being um, affected and yeah, it's the kids that I think is it's the steal uh, for. I do want to say a lot of the women who have come forward with Marilyn Manson are not famous, or maybe they're like, you know, they're a model that I'd never heard of or something like that. Um, so all of that being said, so these public reckonings, um, do we think that they're the world is a better place for them or a worse place or? I think it depends on the scenario. In some aspects, you think about famous people and celebrities and how long they've already gotten away with these things and how long the industry and just that position has been able to do these things. Sometimes I feel like it's, it's important that they're called out and held to account because if their their victims are scarred they have emotional physical whatever scars and they have to live with that shit forever the abuser themselves being famous talented whatever they can deal with it if they weren't held to account in the public eye then they handle it in court or however that goes and then they go on about their life making music and millions of dollars. Well, and what about like the everything's women cool? Who, what about the women who didn't, who don't want to come forward? It's absolutely their right to or not to as a victim. We, you know, mm-hmm. now you've put them on blast. And like you said, um, Dita Von Teese was like kind of forced into to answering. Maybe this is something that it took her a long time to get over, and now you're kind of forcing her into all these other women and you know it's like i barely survived this and now you're bringing she, it. she said that that wasn't a thing no, that i'm just saying like she for instance but like a lot of all these people now you you're not giving them a choice they already didn't have one they were already abused or whatever and now you're putting this on blast and you're like well and then now everybody they've ever dated is being forced into some situation you deemed as the judge during executioner um 
like I said, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not necessarily opposed. I just, I think there's a lot more. I think we're not thinking about anything and we're just like, this guy fucking pissed me off. He's a dickhead. Well, it's like, um, <laughs> there's repercussions. I guess what if it keeps one person from, you know, what if it stopped the chain of people being abused by this person? Sure. I, yeah. I, but I just think that we're not, you know, there's a lot in this and it's not- I 100% understand though the instinct to say, hey, this is a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Like go into this with, inf like, with information, you know? Especially with people- in the public eye that have quote unquote friends and reckon recognizability. I don't, wow. Um, recognition. recognition. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and like those guys, they, again, back to the, the first part, celebrities walk into these situations and these power dynamics with such a, a lead on everybody else because they have that, fame and that power and that recognition where you know they're like like who's going to believe you i guarantee every single one of the people that we've talked about has said the phrase but who's going to believe you over me like well, do you know who gone. i am yeah those days are dead for sure right because we are but, starting to believe people now yes i i to to ren's point it, it like you're like yo this dude you guys are all sitting here at this dude's show let me tell you what he did to me like you guys like look you girls up front are getting ready to go backstage with this dude hold on like I, you gotta know what's gonna happen back there yeah stuff like you know i mean so again i, I think it depends on the scenario and i, I think I, I do agree that the victim should have a right to privacy and not coming forward if they don't want to to my knowledge all of the victims have voluntarily come forward. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about like the famous ones, yeah. And then on the Jason Collier stuff, there have been, you know, so a couple of the women and one the one with the kids, you know, his kids has said, you know, they're getting picked on at school and there's right. all this stuff and- Well, well we're, just to reiterate, we are not saying that he sexually assaulted anybody or no. like, um, I, yeah, I mean, we just don't know the the, stuff that happened in the club as far as we know he's perfectly respectable to all of his women um right you know, from lying to their faces <laughs> yeah i mean he's been not he's like not abusive in the sense of physical or sexual um he's had quote unquote everybody thought they had a normal relationship with him until well i think everybody was like this man is right. single and he's a police chief and he's into me like yeah so let me pose this question and I know that we're probably trying to wrap it up but to your point Katrina is it our fault is it the internet's fault that his kids are getting picked on or is it his Both. is it his series of decisions Agreed. that led him his kids into this situation and where he is the problem like if he had made better choices and he had cared about his kids then he would have considered that. Well, I don't, I don't know that he, I think he's got mental illness and was not capable of thinking through this, that, that in depth, obviously. Um, I also think we need to stop bullying people. I think kid, everybody needs to be taught a lot better and, and a lot more. I think that we can become 
the internet has become a big bullying system. Um, but I think, yes, of course, if he doesn't do this, no, but again, it doesn't matter. That's just saying, oh, you're, my abuse is okay because you are also abuser. Um, I think that the kids still are being pulled into something, whether it was his fault or we're, or, and we're perpetuating it, it doesn't matter. There are kids still involved and it doesn't matter who started it. Yeah, I think that maybe that also some of the blame can go on the kids that are doing the bullying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. we need to be raising our children better to yeah. stop being bullies in general. But um, I just think it just sucks both ways, right? Because the internet is this new tool where people suddenly who never had any power have the power to right. stand up to people who trade on their fame to abuse others. Yes, But- there are going to be casualties along the way, 100%. There was, I wish I could remember, I think it was maybe the lead singer of Bright Eyes I saw. And it's it's in one of the articles that will include the links. Um, but they were accused by someone of uh, sexual assault and it came out that the person had made it up. Um, and they said, oh, I just, I don't like talking about, like, I hope that this story isn't used to discredit victims. He was like, because it does happen so rarely. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just think about like what we could make up about people or make up about each other. You know what I mean? Like, and then it becomes viral and then it becomes truth. And yeah. then it becomes- Believe a, me, I think about that every single day. <laughs> but it becomes a lynch mob. It's, I mean, that's what we are. That's what yeah. the internet has become. And, and there's then, no due process except in, you know, well, in proceedings. It, it it becomes a little bit more like, so for the Jason Collier, it's one thing to say, hey, by the way, this guy has five wives or five girlfriends and is married. And then, or to get into really, we start getting into the, like you said, it goes down the rabbit hole, getting into the weeds really bad about every little detail and everything instead of just blasting. Well, and saying, wait, he was also using his position. So it's not that he was just doing this on the side. He used his position, right. not just the notoriety. He also forge documents to try to aid him in <laughs> the pursuit of someone right so that that to me is like a rubicon right like he crossed yeah. the line there he did he absolutely did and but do we just say hey by the way this guy has five wives and stop because it didn't because that's not what's happened it's nuts like all of the stuff is nuts which has led to it being more we didn't just say by the way this guy's a problem we like put on blast everything and everybody he's ever interacted with well then it kind of I mean, becomes entertainment right that's right that's i mean exactly. do you just read the headline what do you just read the headline well is that no, how you get your news yes that's exactly it that's so, how a lot of people get their news yeah it's uh -huh. true yeah but it just it just became it 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 because, like you said, Ren, it became our modern day soap opera of, you know, ooh, tantalizing details. Let's how let's see how much we can read and find out. Well, and then I look at all like all of these cases, and especially so, with with our lust for infotainment and the media's treatment of these cases, um, is it really accomplishing what these women wanted to accomplish anyway? Right. Well, and like, okay, so in this case, Mitch, I don't need to read more than Jason Collier 
has five girlfriends. He's not one of my, he's not my boyfriend. I don't, you know what I mean? Yes, I do stop reading. Cause at that point it's like, I, it's not applicable to my life. So I have to tell you guys the other night I was, you know, as I was like reading through stuff and listening to stuff to try to like, you know, get this episode together. Um, you know, I had talked to Shane about army hammer and I was like, did you see the Marilyn Manson stuff? And he's like, well, I saw a headline, but you know, I don't really care. Or, or like, I don't really know what's going on. I said, okay, well, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to tell you about it. And then we can talk about it. And he was like, or not. He was like, I don't, it has nothing to do with our lives. Why would we talk about these people? And I was, I was angry. <laughs> like, how dare you not want to talk about this thing that I want to talk about? You big jerk. <laughs> We have an opposite how in our household, Donnie will be like, Oh, what's this stuff about Marilyn Manson? I'm like, Oh, he abused a bunch of women. He's like, Oh, and I'm like, Yeah, it's not worth us discussing. <laughs> like, we have like this weird where it's like, I know what's going on. He kind of sees something on the sideline. He hasn't read anything. I've read it. And I'm like, <laughs> Here's the Cliff's notes, and we're good. Like, it sounds like that works out better. It really does. I mean, like, <laughs> ultimately, you know, it's, we need to know just so we can counsel our young people um, because we do have a lot of young people. And so it's kind of one of those things. It's like, you need to know this happens so that, you know, signs or some, or, you know, when you see your friend in it, other than that, as a form of entertainment, I'm out hard pass. Yeah. It's not fun. It's probably healthier for your brain too. And for your self care and wellness and all that. It's yeah, it's gross and I'm good. I'm out. Mitchell, you better. I feel like you're stroking your beard and having thoughts. I'm trying to see. If no, it's just a habit. Egg, egg left in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just later. making sure it's still there. <laughs> it's conditioning your beautiful beard. Um, I also don't feel like the media is like. They're not like, how do we make the world a safer place? Like, <laughs> it is not. They're like, how do we get more clicks? It's literally the new National Enquirer. Yeah. Yeah, I saw somewhere the other day, somebody was like, yeah, the uh, tabloids used to be where people got like dumb, crazy news instead of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's the new National Enquirer or star, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, we hardly even see, I hardly even see those magazines anymore because we don't need them. Well, print is also dead, unfortunately. So but I okay. do think one other thing here is like, as we've learned with like JK Rowling and the suffragists and all kinds of other people, like don't assume to know things that people are don't put people on a pedestal just because they're famous or they did something or they did one good thing or or they have power of some kind also i mean i guess we could say the opposite just because somebody you know somebody may do something really good even though they've had bad things they've done i mean like everybody's not one thing we're not one thing so you know we have to be judged on the the whole content i think all of the things instead of one thing and you know, sometimes one thing is though overwhelmingly horrific, so you can't get over it. Yeah, right. Like if you like uh, rape the person you say that you love uh, when they're asleep. Yeah, I'm, don't. I'm done. <laughs> All right, y'all. I don't need to know. I don't need to know that if you like if you do that, that you like check the box to give a dollar to charity at the movies. <laughs> rounded up. I, I rounded up at Walgreens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We're complicated. Everything's complicated. Yeah. So, all right. 
well i guess we're done find us on instagram that other f word pod we're on facebook and uh that other f word.com all the things email us if you want to talk about something you want to you want to hear us talk about something you want to come on oh that's fun I, I'm, I'm not in support of that let's not <laughs> open that door why <laughs> let's just not open that door we don't great- know who's actual we don't know who's listening well, I still really want to do an advice episode where people like send us in questions and we answer them. And then, okay. Okay. I think that, would be so I, much fun. that I'm for. He just Let's just want- not invite the whole internet onto the show. <laughs> we do have a choice. We, we've spent, we've spent literally to. an hour talking about what a shitty, crazy place the internet is. And you're like, hey, internet, <laughs> come on our show. Let's okay. let's hit the tagline and wrap this bad boy up, kids. Point taken. All right. Well, Ren, you do it. Feminism isn't a bad word.